Hello and welcome to Hearty Dice Friends, the podcast that's role-playing games. My name is Grant Howitt, I'm joined as ever by my tallest, wisest, keenest friend in the whole world, Christopher Edward Taylor. How are you doing, Chris? Hello, thank you for not saying widest. I, I think of it a lot because it sounds like wisest. Mm-hmm. And you're not my widest friend. No, I, I didn't I didn't think it was it was going to be like a like a jab. I just yeah. I would have said widest automatically, and you're not. You're a broad man. I am wide. You've got you've got a wide shoulder. You're built on a larger scale than most humans. Yes, it's a it's a different frame. I think you're the biggest person I know. Yeah, by volume. My biggest friend. My most <laughs> voluminous friend. <laughs> if you hollowed out, hollowed. If you hollowed out all of my friends, you could fill up Chris with the most juice. You could get in me and ride me around like a mech. Technically, a skeleton's already doing that. Yeah, but it's it's attached. It's all the same thing. Skeleton mech suit. So, this is a podcast that's role playing games. What we it's do is ev- every two weeks we come back to the microphones. Chris and I each bring half of an idea, and we try and mash them up into the next beautiful games design masterpiece. I had Wunderkind, but that isn't right. <laughs> Genius child. Yeah, yeah. Vertum dem stam effect, whatever the uh, word is for Brecht. Point is, we're gonna we're gonna create some hot, wet genius right here for you now, live on microphone. Now, a lot of podcasts are like, "Hey, here's an intro. We're gonna do a gentle intro and talk about the things." But Chris and I live sequestered, cloistered lives of hermits. We we don't leave our little our little eeries. I'm gonna call them. Yes, I like that. That makes it sound a little better than flat. Mm, we're perched in these little holes, and occasionally we venture into, venture into the outside world to have food exchanged for money. Except I've I've gotten into food loot boxes. Loot boxes? Yeah, yeah. So there's there's this really cool company called Abel and Call, and they do these sort of like random loot box drops, but it's vegetables. Oh, yes. And like normally you get like t-shirts or a Funko Pop or like a Rick and Morty card or something. Mm. But I get like some broccoli and some more fucking kale. <laughs> Chris, what's kale for? Uh, bulk green. It adds like green. packing. It's kind. Of, yeah, it's like it's like bad spinach. It's even bad fried. It's like difficult spinach. Because mm. spinach, you get that weird sort of on your mouth when you eat it, and it always cooks down far too much, and it tastes of fucking spinach. But at least you know where you are with it. And kale doesn't. There's no there's no optimal situation for it. I don't know what you're supposed to do with it. I like, I like how you've gone for the sort of the the microtransaction RNG loot box mm-hmm. approach to this. Whereas mm-hmm. I've I've very much purchased the season pass. Okay. Um, and I get HelloFresh deliveries where ah, you can pick yes. the meals beforehand and it plots everything out. You've just gone right to level sixty. Yeah, I just I don't just... that shit, man. I'm not I'm not hanging around <laughs> these low levels scrubbing about killing rats and eating them. What is this? There's a recyclable cardboard box of mushrooms. What the fuck am I supposed to do with that? No, oh, it's rubbish. Like the, it comes in a massive box, right? And there's these little like, you know, you know, in films when kids go to school and they get given their lunches. Yeah. And they're in those brown paper bags. Yeah. Each meal comes in one of those with a number Ooh. on it, and then I simply select the meal I want from a series of A4 cards. Set the bag on a fire. <laughs> Run away and then stamp out the flaming courgette. <laughs> Put the bag in the oven and then realise my mistake. But last night I had a very, very delicate uh, sea bass meal. Oh, a delicate sea... You don't straight miss a delicate sea bass man, Christopher. 
I, I'm very much into my delicate sea bass, Grant. Thank you. You strike, me, you strike me as more of a man who would eat a whole pack of sausages. I Yes. Yeah. I mean, of course, I, I feel I should state that I live alone. Yeah. And they only do meals for two and up. Oh, I see. So do you... Do two you bits of sea bass for Chris's tummy. <laughs> <laughs> they, they didn't factor me in. <laughs> do you like save some for tomorrow? Or is it like... <laughs> no, I simply don't eat. I'm either empty or too full. The Christopher Edward Taylor story. The, this is the issue. Just for anybody thinking of getting one of these subscription-based meal things, mm-hmm. do not do what I've done and go for the five-day one. If you happen to have depression, oh god, oh, because like a some timer days, at that point, isn't it? Some days you just can't, you just can't yeah. cook, right? Mm. And now, now, Grant, now I've got two bags of last week's meals in the fridge oh, and god. this week's. Are you? Hmm. What the fuck do I do with that? You could invite a friend over for some old sea bass. <laughs> well, no, the, the, the sea bass are very friendly because they have a sticker on them that says "Eat me first. Oh, that's nice. But like, but like, say beef, they'll leave it up to you. Yeah, beef, beef, beef is on your own time. But the sea yeah. bass is is very picky and demanding. Yeah, um, yeah. but they're really good. Yeah, I'm sure they are. I was amazed. The, the issue is that I'm kind of just just eating those now, right, rather than sort of other food or breakfast or lunch. You've got to have some kind of breakfast. I'm, I'm very much just focused around waiting for dinner because there's so much food. <laughs> I, have, I have two dinners a day. That I feel that I, I I feel like I feel like a glutton if I have two dinners in the evening and another meal. You're allowed three meals a day, but not two dinners. No, you're not supposed to have two. Uh, like, like I either have two dinners, or I guess I could just chew on the bag if I'm depressed. <laughs> Yes, I should have gone for the three meals a week thing, mm, and sort of supplement. I'd like and like just just hoped that your depression synced up with it. Yeah, or like then I can go out. I can pop out if I'm feeling good. I can pop out and get another meal, something easy, mm. something pasta, you know, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Rather than sea bass. Mm. Oh, what have I got here? I've got crispy skin chicken breast. Nice selection of menu cards. Quick bacon and mushroom. Linguini, pork and apple burgers, which are garbage. Do you make them yourself, or do they just come as burgers? No, it comes as comes as mints and all the mm. bits to put in it, mm-hmm. and they're just bland. Should, yeah, salt, man, that's the trick. I put salt bit, in it. Bit of sage, really. Yeah, well, that comes in a kit. Ah, that's true. Yeah. But yeah, you like grating apples. Oh no, mugs Bring game. Them out. Oh, mugs game. They just they just taste like basic Richmond sausages by the end. <laughs> Ow! Basic Richmond sausages, like they're, I think they're vegetarian. Uh, yeah, they're they're just they're not sausages. They're they're their own thing. Pork themed kind of bread product. It's kind of like yeah. a sausage roll, but without the you know. Good, good, good. That's food. That's an intro. Love it. <laughs> Big. That one came out of nowhere, Christopher. Grant. What's your uh, What's your idea? Crime scene investigation. <gasps> Whisker go really interestingly with my half of an idea. Mm, do tell. Vampires. I'm excited. Right. I'm excited. Uh, we. So I wrote. I wrote a one-page game called Sad Vampire Boyfriend, mm-hmm. uh, which has barely any rules in it, and I'm not sure whether it's strictly playable. But the strongest alternative art. The important thing is, I sold it. You did. Now the. We've never tackled vampires. There's a rich, a rich tradition of vampires in role-playing games, mainly in that game called Vampire. Not heard of it. Could be anything. Could be, yeah, whatever. You know what? I've not found an interesting CSI-style game either. No, I mean, not, there's not there's one which really like sells it. Pelgrane's one. Mutant City Blues. Knights Black Agents. Yeah, yeah, that's what yeah, I, was thinking yeah. Of. I mean, that's spies, but yeah, there's vampire. Yeah, that's a vampire. Yeah. Grumble, grumble. But no, definitely not. 
like procedural investigative mm. stuff. Which is tricky to sort of get your way around, I think, to sort of bring the to bring mystery plots to to improvised games is always a challenge. There's some, there's, there's some things like um I think it was Wormsley actually Graham Wormsley who did uh some interesting stuff around one like Cthulhu Files not Cthulhu Files what's the Pelgrim Cthulhu game called? Fear itself. Trail of Cthulhu. Trail of Cthulhu. Thank you. Right. Doing that doing that for one player and one GM. Yeah. Yeah, that became uh, Cthulhu Confidential. Yes, very much so. So, like, about, like how to improvise, interestingly, and how to sort of go around a theme. So I think we can, we can draw some inspiration from that. But I'm interested in seeing how the vampires kick into it. Are the players vampires? You Are see, that's the thing. Vampires? I think the problem is that if you're investigating vampires, mm-hmm. that's boring. Because vampires did it. Mm. Right? Which you've, vampire and why? You've got, you've got different variations of vampires, obviously. Mm-hmm, you know, there's mm-hmm. Trigurai and things like that. Mm-hmm. Broadly speaking, it's exsanguination. Yeah, all the blood's going to come out and go in somewhat. Yeah. 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 Or whatever, or tears or whatever it is, this bizarre specific vampire. Well, I, well, I mean, that's something. But yeah, yes, but you don't die been from tear out, extraction. Yeah. Well, like, no, that's true. Just get very thirsty. Yeah. Okay. If the investigators are mm-hmm. vampires mm-hmm. with all of their vampy powers mm-hmm. and they're investigating other crime scenes to work out what monsters it is or person mm. or like it can be a you know just a nut job human or it could be baba okay. yaga style witches or but you've whatever got cool investigative style powers well they i mean like even like your your, your basic default vampire mm-hmm. has got heart i got a heartbeat sensor built in yeah traditionally stronger than usual, stronger than than usual, usual. can turn into bats and wolves yeah yeah thermal vision sexy sexy yeah. Excellent dresser. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And all of those things make an excellent protagonist in a cop show. Mm. There's got to have been... This one's got to have been made, right? I figure I this probably... It largely it, has to be, yeah. I figure it's up to, like, season three on Netflix, and I just haven't noticed. <laughs> to be fair, there's so much on Netflix and um, whatever mm. the Amazon one's called. Prime. Prime video, yeah. That you, you can't see it all. No, it's bullshit. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm, I'm perpetually intrigued. By like, oh no, there's yeah, there's a hundred hours of this show. What the fuck is this? Who the fuck are any of these people? Yeah, like we got the how has this occurred to, to to have all of this just arrive in our houses and mm. it's too much. It's too much. Too much. I say. Mm. I remember back in the day when all I had was a ball and a stick and five TV channels. Ball and a hoop, even. Wait, try again. Stick and a hoop. Stick and a hoop. <laughs> ball and a stick. <laughs> You hit the stick with the ball, if the ball is bad, and then you watch Channel 5. Oh. Fort Boyard! That was the show for me. What kind of world do we live in? <laughs> and now, with your Netflix and your YouTubes, I remember back in the day on my YouTube, you didn't have to have every thumbnail with anyone, everyone gurning like they just learned their dog had died. Back before the algorithm. <laughs> I remember back in my day, it was all on Newgrounds.com. It was just listening to dogs sing. <laughs> Something about a badger and a mushroom. Oh, oh! We enjoyed our leisure times back then. Nothing but political fundraising. No way. Gotta say that I really fucking love having Netflix and stuff. It's great. Oh yeah, no, it's brilliant. It's really cool. Like I mean, I'll just I'll end up watching Futurama again. But like, oh, okay, lovely. Yeah, it's really cool. I, I kind of miss owning things sometimes, but oh really? But, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But like at present, I'm happy with the you with the balance. Goddamn capitalist. Now it's not vampires. Sure. I almost got like a superhero 
investigation vibe. Yeah. Because because the because like you're dealing with su- at least at least supernal crimes, like mm. the unusual crimes. Supernal. Uh, mm. Mm. I th- I think I'd want to avoid wizards, and the reason I want to avoid wizards is they don't make any fucking sense. Vampires, you can have a set of laws for things they can do, yes. whereas wizards are like, no, I decided I want to do it, so I did it. And I'm like, oh, that's not gonna like maybe having like a fae who's like as as like an end of level but an end of campaign boss or something who doesn't have to make any sense but i'd like there to be things which you could pick through and investigate yeah and 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 as i said with like the default vampire things like thermal the thermal vision and heartbeat mm-hmm. sensor and stuff would mm-hmm. be unique to a vampiric bloodline and there's something there's something really fun there what i'd like to do is take the ideas like take investigative procedure um investigative what's the word every Methods. time you say investigative i want to say journalism i mean and that's not helping could do like the like the Watergate film, but everyone's a vampire, <laughs> aside from Nixon. No, I don't, I don't. You know, I don't know enough about Watergate to make no. to make jokes even. So what I'm thinking is, we take the idea of certain styles of investigative procedure mm. and tie those to vampire houses. So you've got one person who can do seances. Yeah, yeah, a sort of spiritual ghosty one. Yeah, yeah, and again, it's all powered by blood, so you've got to go out and find some blood. You've got to go out and do murders and hide them so that you can solve these murders. Oh, I've remembered what this is called. It's Nightwatch. I haven't actually seen that. So it's a Russian film. It's a series of Russian films, I believe. Oh, vaguely, yes. Uh, and, and there were some books as well. Um, yeah. And the idea of Nightwatch is during the during the night, all the good or light supernaturals keep an eye on the, on on the villains. Yeah. And and it's swapped over in the uh, swapped over during the day. And it's about a vampire who drinks pig's blood out of a jar. He's yeah. in his fridge, and uh, really sort of a really nice vibe in terms of everyone being a bit rubbish. But <laughs> I really like the idea of so we so we've got the seance, we've got the seance power, and you can sort of get some weird answers. We've got tracking and uh, from the investigation, so like being able to smell um, who was there, what they were doing, what they were carrying, what kind of emotions they had. We've got surveillance turning into a bat and mist and things. Beautiful. Body modification-y style stuff. You've got that sort of majesty and mind control if you want to get information out of people. Yep. With no need for police dogs. No. Because you can turn into a wolf. <laughs> you turn into an Alsatian. Hmm. I do want to say, I'd, I'm trying to think what level of organisation our vampires are. Like, I don't think they're an official police organisation. No, be. I don't see them as a department. No, like, it seem, it's tidier to have them as like, okay, so these are the vampires that investigate supernatural crime. However, all cops are bastards, and kind of want them to be a little bit scrappier. Well, I mean, maybe, like, the the one they refer to as Chief mm-hmm. was a detective before he became mm-hmm. a vampire. It's, it's vigilantism. Yeah, and, and, he, okay. and he, like, when he became, you know, an immortal monster of the night, he was like, well, there's still crimes, mm. and we're better at doing this shit now. We don't need a forensics lab because we just have a good old lick of the fluid and we can tell what it is and what blood type they've got. I think there's an interesting thing there to be had like, okay, you don't necessarily need to do evidence. You don't need to put this through a court of law. This is vigilantism. This is like an, an, an element of mob rule. Mm. Which is fine by me. But you've still got to be right. You have to believe you're right. I think you get kind of a fun dogs in the vineyard vibe. Yeah, I mean, like, if, if you don't kind of boil in the idea that you have to be right to the game, then it's just, well, just shoot the first person that you see. It was them. <laughs> I think, I, I mean, there's there's often a time when you and I do game design where you you come in from left field with a um, with an optimal play style, and the aim of the game is not to murder someone, but 
the aim of the game is to stop future crimes happening. Yeah, and, that, and I'm agreeing with you. Like, that's the thing you've got... To, what I'm saying is you've got to boil in the idea that mm. you've got to try and get the right person. Yeah, these are these are your drives. That, like, this is... Like, you can tell players this is what you do at the start. And I also like the idea, oh, if it was the wrong person, then the murders continue. Yeah. And also, you don't have, like, a jail. You don't have, like... You've got exile, I suppose. You can exile someone from the supernatural community. There's the kind of, you know, sealing them in a casket and burying it sort of thing. <gasps> oh, hell Yeah. Like, you've got your own vampire prison. Mm, yeah, I mean, and like for vampires, you can stick them in torpor, can't you? Yeah, if you're using yeah. that, you know, wildly yeah, popular games yes. that I've never heard of. Yes, it's true. No, of course, yes, sorry. Um, it's, uh, it's, uh, you'd love it. <laughs> Lots of, uh, it says it's about talking, but it's actually about holding two desert eagles at once. Yes, it really much is. <laughs> you don't know about it? Oh, um, so, yeah, no, I know I do. Uh, it, it, it must be. Must be by default. So what sort of system are we feeling for this? Also, I, I know I know you try to push me back, try to push me back to role playing games all the time. This would be a great point and click game. It would be a great point and click game, except for one minor point. What's that? I hate point and click games where there's like five characters and they've all got different abilities. Uh right, and like and like you p- and like you have to pick one. Uh, no, but like games like say Maniac Mansion, like the really oh, yes. early stuff, like where you had yes. five people going around. You had to remember where they all are and toggle between them. And ah, mm-hmm. oh, cool, we've just got this new crime scene, but the character I've brought here can't view these clues properly. Mm-hmm. Um, so I really don't like the multiple multiple people in in one point and click game. Always drives I think me nuts. I think you could do something interesting around the idea, like you maybe 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 do it like a Telltale game. Yeah, with a, the victim will remember this. <laughs> You do it as you've got you've got a main character mm-hmm. who maybe might not even be a vampire, which could be fun. So like they are they are the 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 human attaché or they're the werewolf attaché. Like they're not quite part of the vampire culture, but they have interesting things they can do. Maybe that's the chief. I feel like he'd have problems telling vampires what to do if he wasn't a vampire. No, like he feeds the like he acts like Charlie and Charlie's Angels, right? Like he has okay. no actual power over them, as it were. Mm-hmm. But he feeds them information. Okay. Yeah, um, and like I, I've bodged it so that this so that they're no, they're not going to look into this crime scene. Like the the um, forensics don't turn up for an hour. Mm, right. Oh, that's that's fun. Yeah, like you've, you've got, got an, an hour. hour, and also don't make it worse. Yeah, you've got to you've got to you got to preserve the crime scene. Yeah, or at least make it look like the crime scene did. Yeah, I mean, if there's more blood splashed about, nobody's going to realize. You've got this Charlie character who's kind of pulling things behind the pulling strings behind the scenes, unless you sort of investigate a little bit. You've got your main character, and the reason why I wanted to have them as non-vampire is I quite like the idea of there being part of the game, part of the sto- the game's stories, you getting to know each other, and you sort of being accepted into the group. Mm. But then you've got these four other vampires, and if if it's relevant, they'll be in the scene. So like, if their ability would apply here, it'll be in the scene. You maybe also got some like Mass Effect style things where like if you go off and develop your relationship with the seance lady, mm-hmm. then you can get better seances. Right? Yeah, gotcha. Yeah, that could work. Like, uh, I think, like, and like. It- it could look really cool. It could like, and you'd have different options for going through, but it would mean that we wouldn't have to come up with anything. Especially, we could have the mystery plot intact, and it wouldn't feel like, oh, I guess I'm just sort of having a conversation with the GM. Like, no, we're investigating the thing and putting stuff together. Like, yeah, like your Sherlock Holmes game. Yeah, because like when when you first said point and click with multiple people, the art style in my head was um, Kentucky Route Zero. Mm, 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 mm. That kind of slightly dreamlike, flat, low, uh, low textured colors. Yeah, yeah, um, but. 
but now I'm seeing it much more full 3D. Yeah, absolutely. Eerily high resolution stuff. Lux. I'm thinking like quite like quite nice production values, like yeah. like like your latter Sherlock Holmes games, like your um. Oh, it was another game which we were playing where you were investigating something or man, another game we were playing where you were investigating something or other. I mean, no wonder I got fired from my job as a games journalist. <laughs> and that's a lot of games. Okay, so really, really nicely put together. Um, reminding that also that Call of Cthulhu game, which came out fairly recently. Yeah, I mean that less so because that's very much on rails. Mm-hmm. That's go and see the next thing that's happened. Yes. Um, but I mean, even like the iconically the investigative parts of Condemned. Yeah, actually, that's interesting. They, especially Condemned One, they were quite fun. Those bits. They were really interesting, and like they were fairly short, but they set the yeah. scene and pointed out who you are and and in the second one who you used to be mm. um you used to have this little camera that you could look at like infrared with in this case it, you would ask the vampire to look and you'd like in game terms you'd probably see what he sees for a bit absolutely like, do you remember yeah. in um arkham city the the batman game mm. when he, you turned on detective vision and you see like bullet trajectories mm-hmm. like imagine if imagine if you while the vampire was looking at something that's what you saw as the main Absol- character yeah yeah and like, and like the or oh chris you're a, you're a sensitive. Oh you're right, a, yes. You're an empath. Mm. So so you can you can tune into these special powers and these and these these ways of seeing things, which let you take part and the, and like you're really useful for gathering information together. Yeah. So while while you can't see heartbeats, if the vampire is looking at the same same direction, mm-hmm. you can. And 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 you're attuned to the vampire, and so you click on the, the the icon of the vampire who you want to see through, as it were. Yeah. Um. And. Like I like the idea that they'd have the the vampires would have their own AI, so you wouldn't control them. No, absolutely not. No. The point I'm trying to get across is like their eyes would sweep a crime scene. That could be quite cool. So it wouldn't you wouldn't see all of the crime scene in the detective vision all the time, Mm-mm. and until, unless you went up to the to the table or whatever, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and you you went you heart heat vampire look at the table, and then they'd look at the table and it would be in focus and show you the detective vision for that. Because that's. There's that bit in every single cop show where one of like a subsidiary character will be like, "Hey, take a look at this," or "You're going to want to see this," mm. and so you click on the thing and it will say, "Hey, what do you think of this?" And then it, and then and then like like the heat vision washes over and you can see the thing, and the heat vision vampire is like, mm, "Doesn't look like much to me." That's what he sounds like. He's I've already seen a thousand of these sorts of crime scenes and they all look the same. Could be anything. <laughs> Cold. We've got seance. We've got. Uh, kind of dog smelling heat vision infrared. Um, yeah, you've got um, connecting to a vampire who changes into a bat's eyes. So you've got like a security camera. Mm. So he could, they, they could like sit outside in a tree or be watching a suspect's house. He basically radios you and goes, something's happening. And then you could ping into his eyes and see the, the, the house and whatnot. I think you've got some really fun elements in terms of saying, like, for the bat guy, I, I'd, I'd like a bat's eye view of this, please. And mm. so, like, and and like, and you could see the surrounding streets, and if there if there was anything interesting that was going on there, you press it in a room, and he just like climbs up the light fitting. <laughs> you press it in a room, and it's now like, uh, and he opens the window and like bats out of it. <laughs> One of the things I'd like to explore as well, which I think, uh, I so I played a little bit of Disco Elysium last year. Really enjoyed it. I found it quite. I found it. I found it was almost too good. <laughs> like, like I felt I was letting the game down. Oh, this is a higher class game than I am. Yeah, by brushing up against it, like a high level Pokemon you can't control. What mm-hmm. uh, that, that game does is really beautiful things where you talk to your own body or you listen to your own body and the different parts of your physical form and your consciousness. And I really like the idea of these vampires are talking to each other, and then when 
when you inhabit one of them or when you empath into one of them, you get them in an unguarded state. You get their emotional content and like they yeah, yeah, yeah. something something you you as the player have engineered by accident has mm. caused these two vampires to be pissed off at each other. Mm. And you're getting that kind of internal conflict as well. Now. Now. This sounds like a lot of really cool ways of of messing with things. I think like there's like we've got time, we've got emotion, we've got uh, a physical presence, we've got like spreading consciousness over a wider area or going and looking at things in different places. We can do um, like investigative scenes. You can do mind control and things like that. So, like you can, if you're if you're interviewing someone, you've got different tricks you can do with interpersonal stuff all around vampires. I think we should have one character as the player, three characters as the as the friends. Yeah, that makes sense, and also it means that the rooms are not rammed with people. <laughs> like seven <laughs> vampire buddies, all of them turning into multiple bats. <laughs> 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 One of the things which I'm always concerned about, and I, I don't think, I, I, I'm struggling to think of a game that got it right, is the action scenes. Because a lot of it comes down to, say, quick time events, or things, or like cut scenes, or things which are described. This feels like a game which which needs, which wants to have action in it. Yeah, I think it, I think it would play, I mean, the, the two games I've got in my head are the, the more recent Resident Evils, and... Like your sevens and eights. Yeah, um, mm. Call of Cthulhu, Dark, Cors- Dark Corners of the Earth. Okay. It's a first-person action game, like, for, for, for when you're dealing with the controls. Mm-hmm. Like, you move forwards, you strafe. You don't click on the ground to go there. Mm. And then that lets you do things like you found out that the the killer is this nightmarish werewolf thing. Mm-hmm. And you've got, you know, things where you and the vampires flee. Mm. And like, what the vampire that can turn into a bat isn't going to be phased at all by this. But mm. if you want to look behind you, you can use the bat to see which way the... <laughs> werewolf going and what it's doing get get like a bat's eye view which is fun yeah and then when you're when you've kind of been chased into an abandoned concrete factory Mm. it's all ruined glass and columns and stuff and tanks then you can use the the heartbeat sensor to work out where it is and try and navigate around Mm. it in an enforced stealth section yeah okay uh like i'm I'm never super happy to be like, okay, I guess I have to run away from the thing, otherwise I lose the game and have to try, I have to try and run away from the thing again. But okay, fine, we can make it work. Well, we I mean, may- maybe what happens is like, if you get caught by it, you, it like mauls you, but you don't die. Like you, you wake up in the hospital and now you move slower. And that's just mm. a game thing now. Like, mm. it's not... If you lose these things, it's not death. It just changes the way the game goes. Yeah, or you, or you lose access to an investigation strand, or you're... Like yeah, or you, like, the, you, you don't have the heartbeat guy for the next one as he's in his coffin getting better. Yes, and I quite like the idea that it should be... It, it, would, it would be possible to, to, to take a stab yeah, it's, it's more guesswork, but it's doable. Like you are, you are a, you're an ex-private investigator. You're an ex-detective. Uh, yeah, because there was there was a game, a sort of open world game, Ghost Detective or something. Okay, it was terrible. Mm. Um, oh, you pl- oh you played Declan. De- oh, he had an Irish name. Fedora Adult's private Ronan. detective. That was it. Yeah, it was garbage. Ronan. You investigated your own murder, and it and it managed to make that boring. Yeah, there was a bit in that game where you possessed a photocopier. Yeah. Yes, yes, and f- and, and desk fans so that <laughs> to you could try and distract a- people. So you could walk out of an office. It was it was garbage. <laughs> You're a ghost. <laughs> Why don't you just go invisible or go into go- just no, jump out of a visit. window? What are you going to do? Die? It's a long section where I played a cat. <laughs> Trying, trying to break into a house, and like, yeah, like, like a really solid idea, but they fucked it. 
mm. royally fucked it. I really like this. I really like the way that you're like you're not playing these powerful characters, and like and and like and you can have that switch, the horror, it, like. If you're being chased, it's something that's dangerous enough to kill a vampire. And you've got, like, everyone's running away, maybe in different directions, or they're splitting up to try and to try and uh, lose this big nightmare werewolf. And then you go into the, uh, like, you stumble into this, uh, into this pitch black warehouse, and you've only got the seance vampire with you. Yeah. So she's, like, trying to find ghosts of people who've died here so she can try and see their way through or try and determine where stuff is. Yeah, and, like, even in, even if you get into combat, let's say. Mm-hmm. You're still not fighting with the powers of a of a vampire because no. the vampires are AI, mm-hmm. um, and they have their own energy, their own health, and their own like mm-hmm. blood levels, which they have mm-hmm. to refill. Mm-hmm. So if you imagine like you've let you've let one vampire's blood level go really low, and then you get into a scrap with some bikers, and they just like mm-hmm. freak out and start tearing them apart. Mm-hmm. Now that's a problem, rather than being a powerful ally. Hey, also. Also, so like I think I'd like to get, I'd like to pull back on them on the micromanagement a bit there. Yeah, no, I'm I'm thinking it a bit more like a like a higher level thing, not like mm. super micro, but they'd you know if you keep on using the powers over and over and over and over and over and over mm. without like a cooldown, basically. Right, like giving it yeah, a rest, so, yeah, 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 or like, like, or like letting them. That's, like, you know, that's, that's kind of fun, and like, that, that kind of ties to like it ties back into the into the timed mechanic. So, I suppose we haven't said anything funny for about half an hour. No, this has just been fun. I'm sorry. But actually, yes, no, no, it's fine. I just wanted to sort of lampshade that. That actually, I really want to play this game. Mm. Like the timed mechanic is tricky because one of the things about investigative games is I don't want to feel rushed. I don't want to feel like I'm overlooking anything. But I do like the idea that. My vampires run out of blood, and they keep burning through that, so I have a timer of sorts. There's two timers on the game. Mm-hmm. Um, one is that whenever you use a vampire's powers, they let's just say they use one blood pip and they've got ten. Mm-hmm. And they regenerate over time. Okay. So you can always do it, at, like for the investigative bits, basically, you can always do it at a low level, mm-hmm. even if you've got no blood pips. But they're mm-hmm. more likely to freak out or go into a weird frenzy or something mm-hmm. weird. But if you just leave it for a bit and use one of the other vampires, that blood like effectively slowly ticks up yeah. as, as, as they go out and get some blood or whatever. But you also, interestingly, have the timer of sunrise. Oh, that's interesting. You can do sunrise. They can't. Yeah. And, they can, and the game doesn't stop. You get this kind of deadly premonition thing where mm. it says like oh I'm afraid the shop's only open between 7 and 10 nah 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 that, that's annoying as hell you can go anywhere you can go to any crime scene you can go and talk to anybody but mm. you have really good backup at night mm. and none during the day it's just you it, it does some really cool things with UI because you're an empath mm. rather than having to have like blood pips something which is like really crisply defined you can see auras and so the vampire's aura gets more and more dark and twisted and fucky mm the more you use their powers until until they basically they hit a hunger state and then when they're hungry they have a negative reaction to things or, or like they become they become unpredictable you have less control over them yeah whereas if you if you investigate cleanly if you're clever about it if you're efficient then you have much more i'm figuring like the bikers are like hey what are you doing walk around here i'm going to hit you with my bike and then your options are like back away calmly or eat these guys, and then if your vampire, if your if your vampires are hungry, the only option you have is eat these guys. Yeah, and so you push towards almost like a chaos, like a chaos meter in Dishonored. Yeah. So what's quite interesting is if you've got an empath, like if you put in mild divinatory powers. Okay. But what the way that manifests is at night it doesn't it doesn't exist. Mm. You're using that energy to maintain the connection with the vampires. Mm-hmm. But during the day, 
you have a couple of seconds of precognition. Mm -hmm. So if you're walking along the street and let's just say like, you know, people have figured out who you are and are trying to kill you, Mm. you can see ahead of you by like two steps this kind of shadowy outline of you getting stabbed mm. and not not the entire scene but you just see like this glitchy ghost thing of like a shadowy figure and a knife and then you falling to the floor oh okay just turn right and just move so that, that doesn't happen i want to put something forward please do you don't see the glitchy ghost figure at all it happens to you get stabbed with zero warning and then <laughs> and then there's the <gasps> and you're 15 seconds earlier yeah the only problem with that is that having that happen every time is going to be slightly annoying because it doesn't have to be every time I think like it can be, it can be a really cool mechanic for oh wow that's a shock but then it turns out this is a premonition or, or like oh, oh, oh this is a premonition but you've yeah. also got things like rather than I've been eaten by the werewolf and now I have to go to hospital and I can't move as fast. Uh, my sanity starts starts ticking down because every time that I get caught, every time I get into a, an inescapable situation, I Prince of Persia my way back. You see, that's the, that's the issue. I'm trying to avoid the Prince of Persia thing of not mm. the cool bits of Prince of Persia, but the bits where you just miss a jump. Mm. And it's like, mm. no, that didn't happen. No, that didn't happen. So no, that I'm didn't figuring, happen. I'm figuring that it's probably coming into more like it would not be such a quick loop in terms of like like fall, like, pull mm. yourself out of the big pit, but more. This isn't something you control, and effectively, when your health drops to zero, it's it's just dressing up the respawn mechanic, I think, and giving you a permanent resource you can lose on death. Yeah, and I think that that gives you rather than if you can if you can spin it right. I mean, they span it okay in Bioshock Infinite, where it was dressed up as like you're not killed. Elizabeth drags you off and helps you. Yes, it stretches believability, and there's some stuff around you know how gamey that game is anyway. But the idea of if you play this perfectly, then you stay safe. But trying to keep yourself alive in this in this incredibly dangerous world where you don't have any powers aside from being able to predict the future probably owning a gun which is its own problems mm-hmm. pushes you to the edge and, and like and we can start fucking with insanity mechanics and things not being what they seem or like the vampires not trusting you and basically there's there's one path through the game in as much as there are there are a series of investigations and you can always look around the sides and there's things you can miss and there's little side bits but there's one main path yeah what your what your success or your efficiency determines is how functional or dysfunctional you and your team are right yeah and like it's possible that like as you as you reach the end it's possible the vampires get staked and die if you've been really unfunctional and you're in court for all those weird murders you did yes (laughs) or dead it's more of a tone more of a tint you've got various things there's no sort of canonical truth as it were I mean, it's a role play. It's a it's a computer game, so people will have. Oh, this is the good ending. This is the bad ending. Yeah, because the, the good ending would be the in theory the one where you came out with hundred percent sanity, everybody's yeah. alive, all that sort of stuff. But fine, and like fine, go for whatever. it. You know. Then, you, then what you do is you just pick one of the other endings and make the sequel as if that's the the canon ending. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> oh no 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 no! The hundred percent is definitely a hallucination. I really, yeah, that's I really like the idea that like the reward for getting a hundred percent is. It's revealed that actually it's probably closer to fifty, and you were just you've just been massively traumatized by the whole thing, and imagine something else. Yeah, it's just all the uh, antipsychotics you've been taking have just really, really <laughs> done a number on you. Oh man, oh, that's I really like the idea that the better you do, the more you start. Like there's there's references to taking your pills yeah. and calls from the doctor, and you realize that actually you've been blocking out huge parts of this. Yeah. Like, it, it, it got nasty. 
Which is um, what a great reward for playing the game perfectly as well. Yeah, yeah. As you get a better and better ending, you reveal that everything's worse and worse. So, 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 who's the big bad? What's the what, what's the plot arc for this? Because I can I can feel we're, we're coming up towards the end of the show. So recording. you're you're what's our... the key is that you're investigating at the heart of it. You're investigating crimes and murders. Mm-hmm. Murders are the most obvious because you've got this sort of the traditional body crime scene, mm-hmm. but you can also then find unrelated clues there, mm-hmm. like found like the traditional matchbook that points to a bar that the victim was in. And you go there and it's not actually related to the murder at all, but you find out that he works there and then that place gets robbed the next night Mm -hmm. because of a specific plot reason. Mm. And like, so you start finding that all of these like burglaries, warehouse jobs, armored cars being knocked over murders whatever mm-hmm. are all related to some uh, are all related to some massive overarching plot by some supernatural or mm-hmm. some human i guess mm-hmm. but trying to think of what supernatural it is i mean the default thing is just go weird and go fey what's well, i think i think we can do some interesting stuff with fey we can get metagamey with it yeah uh, oh oh that's 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 not a very confident yeah i it's, yeah i fey seems easy I think, like, the Fae would be... that You wouldn't be necessarily investigating the Fae. No. The, like, the meta plot is, oh, this Fae's made this phase made your lives really interesting, and they're watching. They're watching you play the game. Oh! Oh, actually, yeah, so the meta plot is, 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 is close to that. It's not that the Fae's made your life interesting. Mm-hmm. It's that the Fae has made a load of pacts across town. Okay. They're not trying... They're not trying to do crimes... Mm-hmm. They're basically trying to create a sitcom. They're bored. Mm, a petty god thing. The petty god thing. And so they've, as they've given these people these weird wishes and all sorts of, mm, and like, and like, like the motives might seem, might seem a little bit thin. Yeah, and and like weirdly forced. And like you go to a, you go to a crime scene and there's too much evidence. Mm. Like it's there in absolute spades. That's going to be such a sickening reveal. Yes. Yeah. like two thirds of the way through the game you realise the tutorial was deliberate. <laughs> yes. Oh man, that's lovely. And you're dealing with the fact that like you're, you know, probably not in your best mind as, as, as it is. Mm, there we go. We, we go up. Um, unreliable protagonist. Yeah. Unreliable narrator. Who's being, who's being dicked with accidentally. I want, I want you to make, to make a promise to me. Mm-hmm. I want to. I, I want us to hold our hands and stare deep into each other's eyes digitally. Well, no, no, let's pretend we're in the same room. So I'm, okay. I'm holding. I'm holding both my hands together at the same time. Okay. I want you to swear to me, Christopher Edward Taylor. We will not put a dream sequence in this game. Can we cloak it something as a dream sequence, but it's actually happening? Yes. We can put a reverse dream sequence in. Yes. That's fine. So, 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 like, you go to bed and you wake up and it looks all dreamy and this weird stuff happens and you're actually doing those things. <laughs> And then suddenly the heat vision guy is like, what the fuck are you doing? What the hell, man? <laughs> As you sort of wake up halfway through. It's all right, it's a dream sequence. It yeah, is not. Oh. This is a hospital. Oh, man. Yeah, okay. Yeah, we can have a fake out dream sequence. Yeah, okay. But no, no, no like, it was all a dream. Or right. it was all a psychosis headache. I really like that. It was all actually not a dream. Yes, none of it was dreams. Oh, that's the stuff. Oh, we should make video games. This, this, this is easy and cheap. Yeah, yeah. And fun. Somebody hires to make video games, we'll knock them out of the park. Takes mm, like 10 minutes. Mm. So well, we'll take us so, 50. So we've got a meta plot and we've got supernatural, we've got werewolves, we've got Frankensteins, I could see. Yes, yes, but not your traditional bolt in neck 
Frankenstein's. No, I'm thinking more sort of your Galatea. Who's that? Um, Pigment Pamelian, I think. The um, the guy who made a statue so beautiful it came to life and he fell in love with it. Yep, yeah, yeah. Galicia? I don't know how it's pronounced. Sure. Um, maybe one of those. That's fun. You've got a nice little subplot there. You've got other vampires. You've got ghosts are tricky because they can go through walls. The police. The police. People? Yeah, just like... And the police? The mundane systems of authority still exist, and, like, that's going to be a big problem. I quite like keeping it supernatural. Yeah, but, like, if if, if you're going in, going nuts and screaming about vampires to somebody in a street and waving a gun, mm. you've now yeah, got to fair. run away from the police. Quick cue. This is this is going to be a fairly, fairly massive thing, depending on what you say. <laughs> As a quick question. Yeah, quick question. Do you want to set this in the 20s? We could... Back when, back when police investigations were easier and you could just say that an Irishman did it. <laughs> the interesting thing is that all of the vampire powers replicate forensics and override yeah. them because mm. they're 100% accurate mm. and they're well. instant and they're there. Mm. So you are quicker than getting in a forensics team. You are better than mm. getting in a forensics team. But like in, in the 20s, no one's going to find your blood. You're not going to show up on camera. Uh, you know, your Twitter profile isn't going to be scrubbed for data. <laughs> You leave much less of a footprint. You've got more liberties. Yeah, yeah. I mean, honestly, like you could set it any time between the twenties and the nineties, roughly. Uh, and I, I kind of like, I kind of like, like we we could push for noir a bit. Um, well, you know, it's not noir. It's a thing. Noir's not actually about investigating crime scenes. Is it? it's about getting beaten up by a rich man's goons. Yeah, like you're you're too uh, proactive and Proficient. potent. Yeah. For, yes, very, uh, very much so. Yeah, you can, you can, you can. Your mate can kick a hole through a wall. Yeah, like no noir detective, detective is actually a good detective. They've no. just got a really thick skull. Yes, they are. They are persistent. Yeah, stubborn. I think is probably a better word. <laughs> yeah. Whereas here, like you, you essentially do have the entire suite of a forensics lab at, at your fingertips. Yeah, you've got phones. And, you've got yeah. all these like modern technologies just happening inside your head. We could, we could probably sort of write it off. Uh, around the idea that the seance vampire or like the most mystical vampire you've got is like oh i've 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 thrown up a i've thrown up a ward no one's going to realize we're here until we leave like you can you or you can have some sort of like don't worry don't worry too much about being investigated because we're going to we put a glamour over it which means we can get past that bit what's it 20s through 40s you've got the rise of spiritualism and things like that Mm-hmm. So that's like you know having a having somebody do actual seances is not out of the realms of possibility. If we put magic in a modern day setting, that gives us a really cool vibe in terms of like, you're replacing a, sol- a full suite of forensics with vampiric magic. Mm. And if we put it in the twenties, they didn't have that stuff back then, so it it doesn't like it feels further away from being yeah. impressive. And and like that that the marriage of the occult with the scientific. Yeah, and like one of the problems with the problems with modern games are centered generally around the technology, mm-hmm. with regards to things like mobile phones, firearms. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like your your efficacy in completing a task is magnified massively because of the modern times. Mm. Well, at this point, you you it doesn't matter because. The fact that you've got a phone doesn't negate anything in the story, like like it would in like it would in a horror game, right? Like being able to call for help in a horror game changes the way the horror game works. Mm. But when you've got three vampire mates and you're Mm. an empath, Mm. who who the fuck are you in a phone that's better than the people standing next to you? And you can't tell the police. Yeah, 
So you, what have you? you yeah. it doesn't suffer from the same problems. Yeah, you just true. overwrite modern technology. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All right, gorgeous, beautiful. What's the game called? Shit. Something blood or blood something. That is tradition. Bloodstains. Bloodstained, <laughs> but we spell stained like the band. <laughs> it's bloodstains, but it's set in stains in London. Oh man, we probably can't get stains. How about blood crawly? <laughs> blood Dulwich. Blood Dulwich. I think I feel like it would be named after the town. Okay. Like like LA Noir, right? Mm, mm. Or um LA Confidential. Yeah. Okay. City of Angels. City I'm, try, of I'm Angles. trying to think of more LA. City of Angles or Your Devils. I'm trying to think of more films that reference LA in the title. An American Werewolf in Paris. References LA fairly heavily, yes. It references a supernatural, but go on. Yes. Heartbeat? And that was already an investigative drama. Yeah, well investigative is the wrong word. <laughs> There was a cop in it, two cops, I think. I think, well, I think uh, there's a policeman. And that and that very old man who looks like a dire version of your dad. <laughs> yes. Can we just call it Bloodstains? Like the first idea we had? Yeah, actually, I think we can call it Bloodstains. So the game is called Bloodstains. It's an investigative vampire game. CSI. It's going to sell fucking millions. Well, it's probably going to sell about 60,000 units, I imagine. It's going to sell a good, a good amount, enough to keep us going. yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll get contract for it's not like it's going to cost a lot of money you know we don't need physics or anything oh yeah we need physics baby we need full you, physics you used the word lux earlier <laughs> this is over the top full half-life 2 seesaw puzzles in every single room you need one of those like 900 pound graphics cards that people can't get hold of absolutely like, you, you need to plug your you need to plug your computer into your central heating to have any hope of cooling it and then that into another computer to have the processing mm-hmm. power yeah absolutely you, you need to plug your computer into your car we love you so much. Thank you for listening to this episode. Thank you for joining us on this uh, on this on, on a game we would genuinely like to play. And I'm I'm almost I'm almost sure already exists. It must do. <laughs> it, it, it must do in some fucking capacity. If you are interested in supporting this, you can go to patreon.com forward slash hearty dice friends, give us some cash, uh, come and join the Discord and hang out and commiserate at the state of the world, celebrate the good things as well, and tell little jokes. Otherwise, that's everything for us. Uh, we'll see you again in two weeks' time. We're, we're, we'll have both have gone to a pub by that point, which is very oh, exciting. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So take care of yourselves. We love you very much, and we'll see you very soon. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.